everyone. I am Veronica Kazira from Kenya, Nairobi, and I'm grateful for this moment and this day that the Lord has given us. And today I'm the one who's going to help to lead for you, to lead you through the sermon. And before we start, let us pray. Thank you, Jesus, for your care from morning up to now. We ask you to be with us. Father, Lord, how we pray that you may be with us, guide us, protect us, and show us your way, your love, and enable us to be guided according to your will. Cover us with the blood of Jesus. Bless us. In Jesus' name we pray, believing and trusting. Amen. First of all, I'll do a recap of the topics we learned before, the previous days. Uh, the topic, the word of God, we were taught by we were taught by Sister Finiki in Egedo. Uh, I learned that the Bible is the word of God, and the word of God reveals the mind of God and the nature of man. And also, there is no error, inconsistency, or joke in the word of God, because the word of God tells the truth upon everything. And she also taught us on the forms of the Word of God. The Word of God is a person, which is Jesus. Under the Trinity, we see God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, we find to see on John 1.1 and John 1.14, it says, John 1.1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And when you see at John 1.14, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as the as of the only Son, from the Father, full of grace and truth. Also, under the forms of the Word of God, we learn that the Word of God is directly spoken by God Himself. These are the words of God spoken by God. Whereby we are seeing it was the Bible was written by the inspired men. So they were inspired by God. The Word of God it was inspired. Those men that wrote the Bible they were inspired by the Word of God because. The word of God is directly spoken by God himself. And also we learn that the word of God purifies your word. When you read the word of God, most of the time you learn how to talk. It will purify what comes out of you. We are told in the word that by the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So by reading your word more, you will enable your heart to be at rest and you will you will be purifying your word by reading God's word. And also we... When we read that the word of God aligns our purpose with God. The purpose that God has ordained for us to do in our lives. So when we read the word of God, it will align our purpose on how God has, has needed us to walk through on that purpose. And also learn that the word of God gives power in your prayers. So when you pray by the word of God, it will give power in your prayers. So here's the Finiki taught us that when you pray, don't be just praying empty words without the word of God by himself. As she said also, the word of God strengthens your inner man and he honors his word than his name. He honors his word more than his name. So when you pray, like we check, we take a look on the Matthew 7, 7, whereby he says, Ask and shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. And here we see, when you pray such things to God, this is his word. So when you just tell him, God, I'm speaking to you, I'm asking, because he said your word, ask and shall be given unto you. There's no way he can 
never give you. And also we learned that the word of God strengthens your inner man. It's a habit for us all that we usually eat a lot. We eat, we eat, we eat, but we forget the Holy Spirit. Whereby we have to feed our inner man, which is the Holy Spirit. So when you read the word of God, we happen to strengthen our inner man, which is the Holy Spirit. And also the word of God is a lamp to my, to our feet and light to our path. Whereby it's written on Psalms 119, 105. Psalms chapter 119, verse 105. We also learn that why do we need the word of God? We need the word of God because it is profitable for doctrine, for correction, for reproof, for instruction and righteousness. By having the word of God, you're able to be profitable under these things that we have talked about. And the word of God contains the acts of the spirit. So when you read the word of God, your spirit will be at rest and will be so nice. So she shared some songs by and the grant thy word, whereby it speaks a lot of, a lot of the things that on Psalms 119.05. And also she shared another song by Michael W. Smith, whereby it's called Ancient Word. And it's really nice because it talks more on about daily deeds. Like when you read the word of God, it teaches you how to cope in this world. So the song was really nice. Mm. The other topic, it was five steps to attracting the one, the one. I really like this couple. That couple, cause they were really gorgeous. They just, they just show out how trueness of knowing yourself first and coming to attracting the one that will get thereafter. So the greatest relationship with ourselves is by loving ourselves. So the first thing before you do the other steps is to fall in love with you. So we also learned that the steps are stay positive. So you, you stay positive by liking the positive things of you, then keeping your eye on the prize, always looking on the positive things in your life. The second one was be what you want. So if you want an honest person, make yourself to be honest too, for you to get that honest person. And the third step was be, be designing with who you are, sharing your energy. And the fourth point was be present with who you are with. So here nobody can make or break you. So be you, be you. And the five, the five step was trust your intuition, your mind intuition, self intuition, because your intuition knows where you're going and knows what you want. So there's a system that is moving before you because it knows your heart. So trust your intuition. And also we we had to read on the the other topic where you keep attracting toxic people here we most of us keep attracting toxic people because we don't check on ourselves in the angle that we may be the ones causing the toxic things but we keep on projecting to other people when you you have a toxic relationship and you can you get out of there and say it is him who is one toxic so so you happen to talk a lot of things upon that person and yet you you may be the one causing that toxicness in your relationship. So take ownership of yourself and learn from the toxic things. Sit down, embrace yourself and ask yourself, what have I done before or what have I done or what am I doing for me to see these toxic things upon my life? And no matter where you go, you attract what you are. This really caught me, caught my attention because 
wherever you go, you attract what you have. Just look at yourself wherever you are walking, and or the show, you are the type of your friends. So that means the type of your friends, it is really who you are because no matter where you go, you attract what you are. And this quote by Osho, it really called me as as above, so about low, and as within, so without. So this quote really emphasizes on ourselves truly truly on ourselves on how we do our things and how we practice our everything um also we were shared a voice note by lady o it was really great really great great uh the topic was your healed everybody has their own things their own feelings and she really encourages us and showed us that we are really really healed so you are a fighter in the ring of life and she i like it in how she says you were a fighter in the ring of life because there's nobody who can win this battle except you so it's our time to wake up and fight because we are going to win in this ring of life and then she shared on sense your emotional healed so you start forgetting your medication you're under medications you are ready to make some big changes in your situation in a living situation and also you find yourself singing along in a song in the car so these are the things that you get to take yourself that you're really emotional healed then you're able to take your disappointments and stride you understand that bad days are always temporary you have more moments of sleep and peaceful moments when things go wrong you don't automatically blame yourself and also you're no longer ashamed you respect boundaries and you create your own boundaries and you start setting your own goals they these things were really amazing to me and i really learned that i am in control of myself there's nobody who is in control of myself thank you all for for the sharing of the words and so today i'm going to share you with with you my sermon for today and my sermon is five types of sons so that's the topic the topic is five types of sons so these types of sons are ordained by god they're given by god to a local church or i can say in general to a church so the five types of sons we have the servant son a lame son the second one is a lame son the third one prophetic sons the fourth one resource sons and the fifth one project sons so i'll start with the one the first one servant son it comes from the book of luke chapter 15 verse 11 to 32 i'll not read it you'll just read it by your own self so here we we check down the brother to the prodigal son most of us know really know the the story of the prodigal son but now i'm trying to shift um thinking of and shift our seeing to that brother of the prodigal son that elder brother of the prodigal son so here we focus on the brother to prodigal son he was always obedient to his father and worked for him wholeheartedly he was really obedient as we look at the book of luke 15:29 it shows us how he was really obedient let me read so but he answered his father look this many years i have served you and i never disobeyed your command yet you never gave me a young goat that i might celebrate with my friends here we are really seeing how 
wholeheartedly he did he he, he was obedient to his father and he worked for him wholeheartedly and so god has ordained to the church a servant son whereby this son works with the spiritual leaders this servant son work with the spiritual leaders and these are the sons god gave the church they are happy to be at home so these sons when they are at the church they feel like they are at home and they're really happy being at home and they are powerful work-oriented reliable always are looking for ways to serve their leaders these are the sons you'll find them in church helping the spiritual leaders and ensuring they are well ensuring that they have gotten everything that they need in church this servant son so god has ordained that each and every church with the servant sons for them to help the spiritual leaders because they work hand in hand with the spiritual leaders the second son is alim son whereby you find it in second samuel chapter 9 verse 1 to 13 you'll read it by yourself also so here we take the example of mephibosheth the son to jonathan he was feeble he was let me not say feeble he was lame he was a lame son so these are people who are constant in their relationships. So as in, when you see a lame son or a lame child, when you put a lame child on a, on a certain chair, that child is not going to get out of that chair until you yourself come and pick that child and place that child to another chair. So that's, that's a lame son. So God has put every, in a church a lame son. Not, not really a lame son with no ability to walk, but in this manner, let me emphasize it more so a lame son that doesn't have the feet that betrays his father we actually have those people who are bandwagon who are always walking from this place to this place this place to this place okay so a lame son in a church doesn't betray his father whereby his father is the spiritual leader here we check on that context of where when somebody when a pastor let me use pastor when a pastor has started a church and god has ordained for him a lame son or when, let me say he has started the church so this church when he has started you'll find maybe there's a there's a member in that church who will start coming back and speaking badly of that pastor and saying oh this pastor is not good he's not doing his things well let us go and open another church and they'll open another church without the name of that previous church. So this son who has opened another church without the name of that previous church or who has betrayed, this is an act of betrayal because this son has really betrayed the pastor. So a lame son, God has ordained a lame son in a church for them to stay there with their pastor, for them to stay there understanding and being with their pastor to their church. And that's why I'm saying a lame son doesn't have the feet that betrays his father. And when someone breaks away from a church and starts another church, even that church will break. That's why you happen to see a lot of churches breaking. And you're wondering why, why, why? Because this son had a feet of betrayal. He was in this one particular church. And when he saw that the pastor wasn't doing something, he started to go and start another church. And also in that church, it will not stay because it will break. Because there's also another betrayer who will wake up in after some time and say that also that pastor is not doing well and go and open another church. But when you're having a church that has different branches, that's not bad because that's not a fit of betrayal. It's still carrying the same name of the first church. 
it's only that it is in different places so that's not a fit of betrayal but the one who comes out of a certain church and goes and start another one with only their own names with only their own things and after declaring that the other pastor is not doing some task and everything that's a son who has a fit of betrayal that's what god is making is is giving the churches a lame son who has who doesn't have a fit of betrayal and also you measure anointing by long-term results you don't measure anointing by levels of emotion you happen to see this these sons who have feet of betrayal, they measure their anointing. Like they will be saying, I'm staying in this church and I'm, I'm not feeling that anointing. So I'll go start my own church and see how we'll be having our anointing. This person doesn't have that long anointing for me to get it. So we don't measure anointing by long-term results. We measure, oh sorry, sorry. You measure anointing by long-term results. You don't measure anointing by levels of emotion on how you feel by yourself. Then this lame son with lame feet feed from one table. The table you feed from hides your lameness. Like when you see of Mephibosheth, when he came back, when he was taken, he was taken by David. He came and started eating with David on the same table, on the same place. So it was never easy for people to understand that David was lame and they never knew. So you see the, the benefit of it. So the lame son with lame feet feed from one table and the table you feed from hides your lameness. And the third son, we have to see the prophetic sons. Uh, the prophetic sons, we'll check it in Psalms 127, verse 5. I'll read for you. Psalms 127, verse 127, chapter 127, verse 5. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. So these prophetic sons, these are sons who are anointed to speak with the enemies in the gate. These are sons that God has given each and every church for them to stand with the church in prayers. So if these sons are not careful, they're the ones who cause chaos in church. And this is very true. The prophetic sons, remember that the ones who are, give, who are being given dreams by God. They're being given certain dreams, very, very, I, I, I can say, as uh, very certain dreams that you can't even understand they're being given by God and so when they don't understand that they're really prophetic sons that they have to stand with the church by praying for them then they can cause chaos in church how they can cause chaos in church let me tell you they'll cause chaos in church because when maybe the prophetic sons have been given a, a dream of the pastor maybe they're given a, a dream that the pastor is drunk overnight so when they come tomorrow and judge on sunday they just one of them the, the son may be looking uh, maybe the son may be looking at the person saying hmm, you pastor you're just preaching over there but i know you're really drunk i saw you in my dreams you are drunk you're drunk you're drunk you're a drunkard pastor but when maybe you and another person another prophetic son may see that dream and start telling the other members of the church you see our pastor is he's not a real pastor he drinks overnight because i have seen him on my dreams drinking so by this some situations of talking to their other members of the church it may cause chaos in church and also maybe the their prophetic son may be shown maybe the prison worship team maybe they are not doing well or they're having something they're, they're having something that is not good so if their son doesn't understand that he has he or she has a role to play to play of praying for them and of 
speaking with the enemies in the gate and cancelling out them this son may end up talking of the things that may cause chaos in the church so these sons are meant to be watchmen of the church they are meant to be watchmen of the church to be praying for the church and anything that they happen to have in their dreams to be praying for because they are ordained by God to stand with the church by praying for them and by casting out each and every evil upon the church so the Lord tells the prophetic sons you have an assignment of praying to the church so when you understand yourself as a prophetic son you have an assignment of praying to the church and the fourth son we have is called resource sons we find it in the book of Acts chapter 4 verse 36 to 37 I'll read for you Acts chapter 4 verse 36 to 37 so Thus Joseph, who was also called by the apostles Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, a Levite, a native of Cyprus, sold a field that belonged to him and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. So, here in the resource sons, these are sons that God has given the church. These are the sons God gives to a, to a local church to stand with the church financially. These resource sons. So, they are the ones who are mostly attacked because they are deceived that it's their money that makes the church stand. So these resource sons are those that God has given money to stand with a certain church financially. You happen to find most of them are attacked by... I can give you an example. So let me use a, a resource son who is a male in gender. So you may find him when there's removing of tithes, he removes a, a very huge amount of tithes. I bet even some ashes can can say this because there are those resources who when they are giving out their offerings they're giving offerings of a khakis they're giving tithes of a car to the pastor they're standing with the church financially and so how they may be attacked it's maybe the devil may use their wives because i'm uh, most of the prof- most of the resources really love their wives so the devil may get into the, their wives and the wives may start hmm, are you the only one in the church who stands with the church alone? Or are you the only one who with the money in that whole church of yours? Why are you giving it all to that church? Why why are you giving it all? Next time don't give it. And so the uh, the wife may be telling the husband a lot of harsh words and a lot of negativities of the husband giving all the money to the church when the wife doesn't know that this man is a resource son that God has given to a church for you to stand to for him to stand there with the church financially. And also, so that's why they are they are the ones who are mostly attacked because they are deceived that it's their money that makes the church stand. And at times they they begin to include also their voice on top of their money. Like when you find a resource son when they have noticed that the church hasn't noticed them. So you'll find a resource son coming with a Range Rover sports car at church for them to for the church to understand that it is indeed them that they are making this church to stand because of their money and also when we find them that talking to other uh, members of the church that hey if I get out of this church you will see it will fall it will fall because I'm the one who makes it stand because of my money I'm the one who gives hugest tithe so when they at times the devil may use them may enter them and when they see that they're not recognized by the members of the church they may start speaking and including also their voice on top of the money for them to be noticed by the church 
And so it's wise as a resource son to always listen to God and to always be guided by God. As he's the one who was ordained for you, who was who ordained for you to be the son, the resource son to stand with the church financially. And the last type of son is the project sons. So these sons these sons are in two ways. First, they are members of the church, but they think project. And second, some of them are not members of the church, but they always support the church in their project. So these project sons are those who may sit in a church, in a corner of the church or somewhere in the church, and when they see the, the seat of the pastor and they start to say, oh, we have to change, we have to do something to change the seats of the pastor, we have to do, to do something to change the seats of the church. So they only think of projects, projects, projects. And others may say, oh, this church of ours is not looking nice at the altar, so let's let's do something, let's uh, collect some money, let's do an arambe for us to have a some tiles for us to build the church so they always think of projects so then two ways i've said the first they are members of the church but they think project they are just members of the church but they think project and the second one some of them are not members of the church but they always support the church in their projects so here you find somebody is not in a, in a member of the church but when they hear a church is that is he wants to build a maybe a parking lot they want to build a, an altar or they want to change the the seats of the members so this son may contribute something. So this is the, this is another type of the project. And you may find yourself you are not that member of the church, but when we hear something of project, you just chip in, chip in. So you understand yourself that God has ordained for you to be a project son upon your church or upon even upon a church and upon various churches. So these project sons do. These are not for them, and not for the project son. So they need to learn that they have to make the pastor know of what they are planning. They need to learn that they have to make the pastor know of what they are planning. So when they're planning to shift the looking of the church, like changing the curtains of the church, changing the seats of the church, changing the seat of the pastor, they need to tell the pastor, they need to inform the pastor that this is what we are thinking of, please give us a go ahead not to just start doing by their own selves remember god is the one who was whom gave the church to have you as a project son so it's important to let the pastor know of what you are planning i'm really grateful for your listening and for this great sermon remember to understand and check on yourself on where you are and after this moment i believe that you're going to understand where you lay and where exactly you're supposed to be and which type of sun you are in your life and exercise more on your type of sun you are i'm really grateful for this thank you so much have a blessed day full of god's favor in your life thank you i appreciate a lot i love you all bye Thank you.